Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports, and uh, we actually have a very interesting episode tonight, in my opinion, I always like talking about the USFL. Uh, this will be our USFL and chill uh, episode number, I guess, three of this kind of sub-series, but um, round two and three of the NFL draft just concluded, NBA playoffs is going on tonight, so kind of a big night for sports, but I'm joined here by Logan to kind of go over not only standings, but predictions for week three, um, who like individual player performance predictions, and then we we're gonna go over some more like stats and stuff, as well as roster changes. There's been um, quite a few of those this past week I've noticed, especially with the Maulers. They brought in a bunch of new guys. Um, but to kind of kick it off here, I guess I will pull up. Our Twitter, and if you guys don't follow us on Twitter, you guys can pretty much get tons of news on not only the USFL, but NFL, um, UFC, stuff like that, USL Soccer, at uh, Tea Time Reports on Twitter and Instagram, if you guys are interested to get more interactive with us. Um, but kind of the first discussion that <laughs> I, I saw after week two was how many injuries the Stallions had. They had 16. Yeah. Lost their quarterback, lost their star receiver. But, no, this is after week two. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was more. Y- yes. Okay. Yes. And pretty much the big names right now, uh, Scooby Wright is questionable to come back for week three. Um, Thaddeus Moss is a full go. He's a tight end. He's he's really good. Uh Zaquandre White is a full go. He had a hand thing, and he was really good for them last week. Um, anyone else kind of big named here? TJ Carter's full go. That's their safety. Austin was in the NFL. I want to say TJ Carter. Yeah, I want to say that as well. Like, maybe a practice squad nod there, but maybe saw some preseason. TJ Green, I know, was in the NFL. He's a full go. Uh, Derwin Gray is a full. A lot of these guys are they. Are getting back. Mm-hmm. That's what it's looking like. So the Stallions might even look better than they did in week two. Which is crazy. <laughs> and going to the Memphis Showboats here, um, I know I was a little concerned with um, Alex Collins. He did get banged up last week and they were destroyed. They had no help. He had no help. Um, running back, obviously. He's probable. Vinny Papali, I really want him to get back in the game, but he's probable. Um, Fun fact about Vinny Papali is uh, Trevor's grandfather on the um, Block Talk show actually had his father on the other day. Didn't Vincent he? Papali yeah. was on uh, Fighting Words Radio Network. Shout out to the Papali family. Uh, Pops is a dear friend of Vincent. He had him on, um, I think, last Wednesday or last Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Is, yeah. But again, if you guys want to check that out, that's on blogtalk.com. Um, shout out to Fighting Words Network. Those guys are great over there. Um, Derek Dillon is probable. He was probably the best wide receiver on this squad last year. Had a good couple first games, but hamstring thing going on there. And outside linebacker Malik Lawal, he he's not a big name by any means, but when he does play, he is very physical. He's probable as well, so I don't know how good these guys are going to look. Because the running backs banged up, they are missing—not missing, but probable health on some of their wide receivers. It's going to be interesting. And Brady White, there's been a roster change there. Um, he's quarterback three now. 
Really? He's been demoted to okay. the third string quarterback because after last week, I don't yeah. know how you're not. How? He dropped two spots. Yeah. So we're going to be seeing Ryan Willis get the start, okay. get the nod there, and then Cole Kelly will be backing him up. Kind of news for Showboats fans out there. Um, and then I guess moving forward a little bit, I would also kind of like to segue into something kind of cool. Eminem in 2019, he wanted to buy an AAF team and bring it to Detroit. Really? I, do, was, I think I remember that. It was a like it was AAF. A, I remember that league. It was yeah. a thing that he wanted. So Josh Love tweeted out and added Eminem. He's like, "Yo, you need to come do a halftime show for us this year at Ford Field." What if Eminem buys the Michigan Panthers? That would be pretty dope. That would be fucking sick. That would make people tune in for sure. That would bring an audience. At least it would be, it would be beloved, beloved in Minnesota. I mean, I mean, in Michigan. Excuse Absolutely. Um, but moving forward to the next team, which has... You've heard us talk about the Houston Gamblers, but there's one outlier here that is going to guarantee them a win this weekend. And, uh, and I'll, I'll go in depth when we cross his name here. But... Kenji Bahar did have a little little scuff up in that last game, but he's a full go. Um, offensive, he's yeah, he's. I think he is going to start. Um, but offensive guard Tyler Higby, not the tight end, not <laughs> Tyler Higby. He's a full goal. He's a full go. He was really good for the Gamblers last year. But Mark Thompson, this man averaged 100 rushing yards the first four weeks last year. He was a really good running back for for the Gamblers, and this is his first game this season. I think that's why they maybe suffered a little bit because he's a he's honestly one of the premier running backs of the league. And the last two weeks we've seen the run game just wasn't there. It wasn't. Pledger was good. He's leading in rushing touchdowns, but just not the yards not per carry. Yeah, it's like two point oh, four, yeah, bro. It's, it's not good. I, I can boost him up a little bit. Oh yeah, he's a power runner. He's yeah. a, he's kind of I think he's as big as Bo Scarborough, but he's more um, he has a little more quickness to him, a little more burst, but not much. Um, Moving on to the New Orleans Breakers, these are just injuries we're going over and stuff like that. I'll if we cross any new signings, which I think the only two teams that had uh, a player change or a signing was uh, the Maulers and the Generals, and then maybe the Stallions, but I, I'll cross that when I get to it here. But for the Breakers, their game status reports looking like um, Jerry Elder's probable. That's their safety. He's good and not. You know, and again, take everything we're saying with a grain of salt. This is a different kind of league, so good is probably preseason good in the NFL here. But Jerry Elder has been a really good piece for them on defense and safety. He is probable. Uh, Jay Adams, their best receiver, he's probable. That might be a problem. Yeah, they're. Dude. Okay, so two safeties. Greg's, Greg Eisworth is a full go. I was about to say, bro, they had three safeties on this game status report. I was about to say, yo, what start. the fuck? <laughs> no, they got two guys full go. Okay, Darian cool. Rakestraw and then Greg Eisworth, the uh, the uh, Iowa State guy. Um, they're, they're full go. So, And their punter is a full go. He got banged up. You never want to see that. Um, yeah, they, they look like they probably have one of the more complete rosters, healthy rosters, besides the Gamblers. They had a couple more players on theirs. Um, and also, kind of shout, I, would, I do want to shout out to uh, Bryce Young and CJ going one and two. Well deserved. We will go in-depth on the draft. Probably tomorrow night or the night after. We were going to do one tonight, but it's only been three rounds, so. Yeah. We're, we do want to cover the whole draft, just our team's picks and 
you know, so significant picks throughout the rounds and obviously the first round. Yes, and moving moving forward here, kind of a, a release, a sad single release here. The kicker Nate Hirely for the Maulers. This shit was just going wide right <laughs> every, time. every time, every time. Um, and that's something you just can't have. You need those guaranteed three points from 27, 32 yards out. I mean, you can't have a guy just whiffing shit. Can't so points on the board. You can't. And especially the Maulers. They need help scoring yeah, points. It's just momentum. You know, you get a long drive and get close and just miss the field goal. It's demoralizing. It's just the momentum for sure. We've seen that. Taking a little segue before we move on to more game status reports, signings, and releases, I do want to ask you, Logan, how did you feel about the advertisement that the USFL had for the draft? I saw good. a bunch. It was good. Yeah, I mean... Um, Nothing crazy about the ad. No, I mean, you know, it was a game ad. You know, a lot of people were watching the draft. I mean, everybody's watching the draft. And, you know, it's a little ad in there, and it's football. It's football right now, you know? So I, I'm sure watching the draft, people were like, damn, I wish football was going right now. And boom, here it is. Yeah. And, you know, I, they, smart they placement. The, right, and they see that ad, and they're like, oh, maybe I'll check this out tomorrow. You know, why not? 12 p.m. on Saturday. I mean, maybe if you're on a boat or at the beach, whatever. I mean, if you if you, if you you do live by a beach or, or near water. Yeah. Um, if you're chilling back in the pools and throwing a USFL game, why not? Honestly, I appreciated that. Um, definitely a smart place to play an yeah, ad. For and sure. I saw it four times, and it was advertising the showboats versus the uh, gamblers game. And, uh, I don't know, I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, another Stallions um, kind of roster update. Um, transferred player to the active rosters, offensive guard Matt Kasky, and then tight end LaMichael Petway, who I'm very excited for. He um, played for the Michigan Panthers last season. Very solid tight end. Really good, like, he's a sure-handed tight end, but what's more impressive is his blocking ability. Like, he's a big body kind of guy, but he's more agile than he looks. Um, and the fact that he's joining the former championship team, uh, that's a good start with probably the For best sure. quarterback in, in, the, in the league. I think that was a smart move by him. Um, but transferred players to the inactive roster for the Birmingham Stallions. Offensive tackle, uh, Luke, oh uh, gosh, Luca. Lucas, 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 Lucas. I think his name is. Lucas McNeil. <laughs> Sorry for butchering that. And then tight end Thaddeus Moss. Probably still done with that injury. Yeah, yeah. He, which is unfortunate. He is a good player. Um, Randy Moss's son. Yeah, I mean that's won a championship with uh, Joe Burrow at LSU. Hopefully he comes back, and it, it's only right that he joined the Birmingham Stallions. Injured Kiwan Thibodeau in the preseason last year. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then more for the showboats here. Going up to the active roster is Derek Dillon, Jawan Washington, who was a recent signing. They brought him back. Uh, Kareth White, quarterback Cole Kelly, safety Kyrie Woods, defensive end Big Cat Bryant. That's literally like what they put, <laughs> Big Cat Bryant. Uh, and tight end J.J. Wilson. Um, oh, wow, Cole Kelly might be getting the start this weekend, actually, because... Ryan Willis is in the inactive roster, as well as their kicker, linebacker, safety, and wide receiver. Uh, wide receiver John Mitchell, safety Stephen Griffin, linebacker Jeff McClooch, and um, kicker Alex Kessman. Transferred player to the injury reserved list is John... Oh, <laughs> uh, kind of breaking news, the Eagles just got DeAndre Swift in a trade. Um, no! That's disgusting. I expected it. I did. Wow, that just you know we'll we'll talk about this more in our draft yes. episode. But you know, 
just adding on to a phenomenal draft process and offseason for the Eagles. They're winning. Yeah. Um, and moving forward to more activations for the Houston Gamblers. So Mark Thompson is activated. Cornerback Elijah Jones is activated. And offensive lineman Tyler Higby is activated. Um, and then they have a couple players, looks like a corner, a linebacker, and a, another offensive lineman going to the inactive roster, which pretty much means you're dealing with an injury, so you're not on the active roster, so you're not suiting up for the game because they can only have, I think it is 54 guys. They can't they can't fuck around with that number at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just the rules of this league. They're very strict on, like, if you, they will penalize you, take away draft picks, like, not saying the NFL doesn't, but it's like, you can't afford to fuck up like that in a league like this. Um, and then the New Orleans Breakers, looks like they're getting a safety, an offensive guard, and a defensive tackle back to the active roster. But they're also losing a safety, a defensive tackle, and a left tackle to the inactive roster. Just replacing guys. So, filling guys in, taking guys out. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see what they can do against the Stallions. They're both 2-0. and We'll get into our predictions and more of our individual performance predictions here in a second. I did just kind of want to go over the rest of uh, the the roster changes and stuff like that. Um, oh, actually, this is a good place to say that this is going to be uh, Ford Field's first USFL game. Nice. Um, this season, week three for the Panthers. What are your thoughts on that, Logan? I'm thinking they might have a crowd, like... Seriously. They opened up extra seating just to, yeah. you know, just because they had to. Wow. Yes, so, uh, I'm seeing I'm a big crowd there. I'm not saying that Ford's going to be packed. No, I don't think but so. But I think there's going to be a lot more people from Michigan that are going to support the team. Especially because, the, like, the draft's going on literally now. <laughs> so, like, I feel like people are, like, be interested, you know? I mean, it's it's taking place at three, so it will be during the draft, but, I mean, fifth, sixth, seventh round, whatever's going to be it. How many average people are going to watch that? I don't know. It's Detroit, you know, it's a football town. It is. I'm excited for it, and they're doing like a WWE thing um, at halftime. But it also looks like the Maulers released a game status report, and Traquan Dorsey, that is unfortunate. Um, The first USFL draft pick to commit to the USFL is actually going to be out for week three. Had solid reps the first couple weeks, but he doesn't have any help. He's a left tackle. He's on an island out there, and when his guards and center just fold every play, I mean, it's it's he looks what he looks he like do? he's doing shit. But Traquan Dorsey, I do want to say one thing about him: high motor, high motor player. But he will be out this weekend, so that's unfortunate. Um, but Gary uh, Garrett Groshek is in. A defensive tackle, Will Miles, is in, and wide, uh, wide receiver Bailey Gaither is full go. Good, good. Um, so we'll get to see those guys out there. They just got to figure out that quarterback position. Um, they, they just really do. <laughs> now moving on to the stars. Case Cookus is good, full go. Cedric Lattimore, full go. Um, anyone? DeAndre Overton, Overton is a full go. Chris Rowland, full go. Pro Wells, their tight end, is a full go. Matt Colburn, their running back, is a full go. Defensive end, Adam Rodriguez, is a full go. So they're pretty much good. Um, mm-hmm. their, their main guys are good. And now moving to the generals here. Um, they actually are battered up a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. Wide receiver Warren Newman is doubtful. So is offensive tackle Isaiah Battle. Oh, that's not good. That's not good. He is their... He's, 
one of their best players on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, Randy Satterfield, the first USFL touchdown reception uh, in opening week last year. That legend is sadly probable. I, I hope he's in. He's one of their better players as well. Um, yeah, those are kind of the notable guys there. I, I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to anyone else. I just wanted to say real quick, my friend lied about the undersurface trades. It did not happen oh. yet. But I also wanted to say that uh, while we're recording this, the end of the third round is going on right now with the compensation. Gotcha. The 49ers took a kicker, Jake Moody. Nice. Interesting pick there. I mean, the third round, he better be good. You would hope so. <laughs> Their first pick of the draft. Wow. The kicker. Holy shit, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Moving on to the Michigan Panthers game status report. Breland Speaks is a full go. Good. good he's good. a full go. X Factor. That's he's their best player on the team. Yeah. Um anyone else here? Denzel Okafor is out. That's gonna be a little bit rough for Josh Love. He might have some pressure, but they do uh have another tackle that's a full go. Anyone else of Marcus Bow, he's a full go. I don't know how much they use him. Um, but I guess we'll kind of move forward here to their uh, activations and deactivations. They did activate cornerback uh, Keontae Harden and offensive tackle Ryan Nelson, and they moved uh, a corner and a tackle to the inactive. So they activated Keontae and deactivated Keandre. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's, nice. Yeah. Um, and then for the Generals, a huge, a huge activation. A guy they've not had for two weeks who I think is an X-factor for him. He was in the shadow last year because of Kevante Turpin, but running back Trey Williams. He's legitimately built exactly like Kevante, but he's a running back. Interesting. He, yeah. No, he, he is a playmaker. And they needed that, that playmaker. You know, they this, they do. The office has been kind of you know, Black needing luster. it. Yeah, they, they needed that extra electricity so to say and he brings that so we'll keep an eye out for Trey Williams he is activated for week three here and then <laughs> a lot of stuff is going on for the Maulers they're they're scrambling <laughs> they're scrambling here they need to win they they need help they did activate their newly signed kicker Chris Blewett who Chris did Blewett. he did kick a 65 yard field goal in practice while the whole team was huddled around I him. remember I don't, remember, I don't know if I remember from the NFL or college but I've seen his name before so college he blew it yeah like yeah. blew it <laughs> it's an interesting name um Trey blew Walker blew is also back uh, on the active roster um they did deactivate uh, Dwayne Gary, but their running game has been non-existent, so I doubt we'll see a difference there. Not trying to shit on you, Dwayne Gray. Um, we talked about the stars, but Roland and Vadley and uh, quarterback Vadley, Chris Roland, the wide receiver, they're going to be activated. They got a linebacker and some offensive tackles back as well. Thank God. Mm-hmm. I hope that these guys can block. Block. <laughs> I mean, Colby Ragland and Jacob Burton, please do something this help weekend. Case. Help, help him. Because he could be the best quarterback in the league if he just had just help. need some protection. And those are kind of like the activations, the the deactivations, and um, some of the roster moves um, right now uh, this past week since our, our last USFL episode. Um, but I, I know we did kind of go over predictions and stuff in our recap and power rankings, but since it's closer to the games, um, Logan, you do start your first day at your new job tomorrow, so you will probably wind up missing uh, at least this 12 o'clock game, but if you are able to get back to the Showboats game, 
That might be a good game. 7.30, right? Seven. Uh, 7 o'clock okay. flat. Okay. Um, but the first game tomorrow on April 29th, mm-hmm. yes. Week 3, 12.30 p.m. on USA. That's the cable channel you can find it on. The Breakers play the Stallions. Two 2-0 teams. One team will be undefeated after this weekend, guaranteed. And it's going to be the winner of this game. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to win this? I think I'm going to stick with the Stallions, just a safer pick. But yeah, you know, I think the Stallions will get a much harder, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A challenge than yeah. last week. I mean, 42 to two last week. It was like playing a little league team out there. No disrespect to who they play against the, the Star- Memphis Showboats. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's going to be a lot more. I, th- I think the Stallions will probably win like by 10, 12, 10, 13 points. I think they'll still win in. In a strong fashion, but I don't think it'll be as easy as last week. Um, yeah, I, I, Alex Magoo, I think he's probably going to have a good game. Maybe McLeod Bethel-Thompson can, you know... Lead the charge. Yeah, show some more uh, more oomph. You know, you're going to need to play, to play against the Stallions. He has to take some shots downfield. Yeah. Like, that's one thing I've noticed. But I'm going to go with the Stallions as well. I just think they have a better team and honestly the best coaching staff in the league. Mm-hmm. I just think it's full sound and I'm with you there. I think it could be a tight game, it could be a challenge, or again, like it could be a blowout. Why don't we do final score predictions? Yeah. I'm gonna say thirty to twenty. Well the, the bet the bets the lines are here. Yeah, I see, yeah. Total forty eight point five. It's a point spread. I'm gonna That's tough. That's twenty four, twenty five points a Team, yeah. I'm betting. I'm betting over on that. Birmingham is minus six point five. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna say like thirty to twenty. So fifty points there. Yeah, it's right over that. I, I'll say it's that as safe. well. Yeah. I'll say Birmingham thirty, Breakers twenty four. I think is. A, I don't. They may get destroyed. Like the we'll Stallions see, are yeah. good, bro. This is their test. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, no, I'm I'm betting over in a lot of the stat lines in this game. If you guys are betting out there, I agree. This is not my game of the week, though. I know really? this is two two and zero teams, but this is not my game of the week. I actually have a different kind of take on the game of the week, which I I'll ask you, and we also will go over like who our prediction for I guess offensive and defensive player of the week can be, and maybe even special teams player of the week. That'd be kind of fun. See if we get a a player right out of you know one of the three. But the next game on uh, April 29th is at 7 p.m. on Fox. The Memphis Showboats versus the Houston Gamblers. And one of these teams will actually have a win under their <laughs> belt after this weekend. They're both 0-2. Um, but what do you think, Logan? Um, I mean, they're both 0-2, but I'm going to go with the Gamblers. I think I picked them last time as well. Just yeah. A little more upside. You know, Showboats have a new quarterback starting now. Um, I know Kenji's not hasn't been great. But, you know, this is his game to get to his head back it. on straight. Yeah. Know? If if he fucks up this game, then then you know he can't. maybe think about starting Terry Wilson. That's yeah, the, Terry Wilson. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's the perfect perfect game to get his his, his season back on track. You know, it's, it's it started off rough. Like it did not look pretty, at all. But I think the Gamblers are a better team than the Showboats, so I'm gonna take them. And the, the totals was at 42.5. Yeah, I'm, I'm betting say, under. Yeah, I'm gonna say under. I'm gonna say Gamblers like 20 to. 20 to 13, 20 to the 9, like a weird score, like 20 to 9, it's not something weird. Yeah, I can see, I can see that. I'm, I'm actually going to go the same thing here. I'm going to choose the Gamblers, but I'm going to, I might choose a, like a little bit of a, 
a weirder score. I'm gonna go 17-10. I I think that's doable. I think this will come down to like chess playing between the coaches because their offenses yeah. they both it's weird. They both have equal talent, but we haven't seen the showboats explode yet. Mm-hmm. They put up a great fight against the Stars week one, but we saw the Stars play one of the better teams in the they league. They did not look good. They didn't look good. Well, they, it's not like they didn't look good. They just got, they were overwhelmed, bro. It's in the trenches. Like, just, it, the trenches controls the whole game. Case was, Case was getting killed, and that's what it's going to come down to in this game. With two teams that are kind of lackluster, it's going to come down to who can who can get that push, you know? Who can make that big throw in the third quarter? That too, yeah. Who, you who know? can... Who can get that, you know, 30-yard touchdown, 30-yard gain, you know? And I'll say this. I've seen Kenji do it more than the showboats all year. Time possession, penalties, turnovers, stuff like that. And Kenji can't throw a pick in this game. He can't. He can't. If he has to have a clean game. And the gamblers' defense has to play good. They have to. Because they haven't. They've they've been bad, like, but they have to. Like, the first chance against a... Fresh new quarterback. I mean, they, they have to. They have to just... Cole Kelly did get snaps game one. In my opinion, should they have just kept him in? Probably with how week Maybe, two turned yeah. out. But I like how he's getting a fresh start. You know, it's week three. He's getting his first start. Against a bad defense. This, this guy is, is also his chance to. It, it is. He's 6'7". Yeah. Like, he need, yes, he, he needs to fucking step up. Um, but moving on to game three of week three, Sunday, April 30th. This is not my game of the week. My game of the week is actually going to be the last game of week three. But this game is going to be between the Pittsburgh Maulers, who are 0-2, against the Philadelphia Stars, which who are 1-1, mm-hmm. at 12 p.m. on NBC, also on Peacock if you have the app. It's 6 bucks a month, really worth it. You can watch Premier League and shit on there too. But the total in this game they're, they're betting on here, at least the odds, 42.5. I'm going to say under. I'm going to go under, yeah. but I I could see this going over. Like, the, like... If Troy Williams starts... Is he starting or is... I, I don't know. I, I haven't gotten confirmation on that. I've been <laughs> keeping my eye out on their practice videos and shit to see who's getting first team reps, and it sadly looks like it's James Morgan again. But if They're Troy... throw 60 yards. Bro, if <laughs> Troy Williams can just get the start, they actually will have the potential to actually have an offensive explosion. He is a dual threat quarterback, bro, and he's worth it. He's worth giving the chance. And I, I think they really should take that chance against the Stars here. Sadly, the Stars, for the for the Maulers' sake, they are having all their key players return. None of them are missing a beat. Um, so it's going to be one of those tough situations where they're going to have to play against the team that did go to the championship last year. And they don't. They've not ever since they came into the league last year. Again, this is a team that was one and nine last year. They're one and eleven in their existence in this modern era. They have not had a consistent quarterback play besides Vadley, who which they just let go of last year, and Vadley didn't win a game for him except one, but he at least showed like he could like progress. He could have been what Josh Love is doing yeah. right now. He was shit last year. That's fine, but I, I just wish that you know they gave him a little more consistency, or at least Roland Rivers bring him back into the building. Roland Rivers, and that's I, Philip Rivers' son, didn't it? Oh uh, no, 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 no. Roland Rivers is a giant. Um, He's a giant righty. Yeah, no, he'd be way too old. Yeah, he's he's son. an older. Not, oh, I don't want to say older. <laughs> I think he's like 25, 26. But he he's you know he's kind of like a Big Ben guy, mm-hmm. and I, I loved watching him play last year. I want to see the Maulers maybe give him a shot. But also we have to take a look at some of the player rights drafted in their draft this mm-hmm. past year because 
guess what? I don't think Malik Cunningham's getting drafted. He hasn't been drafted yet. I don't I don't think some of these guys that do have, like, dude, a lot of their names that they drafted aren't even in the NFL. I haven't heard one. I don't think so. Correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I, I don't think I've heard one player that they drafted before the NFL draft had, that has been called in the NFL draft. So it's going to really be up to some of these guys. These, to, these next day three is where we might yeah, hear a couple names. Yes, but for the majority of them, it's going to be up to them to decide, do I want to go an undrafted free agent, or do I sign with this league and go in midseason and put out game tape yeah. and potentially just get brought on right after the season? Or for training camp, or exactly competing for a spot, you know. So at that point, it keeps you over. it keeps you warm, and it, and gets, it gets you more tape out there, and gets like, you ready for yeah. practice, like practice squad, and also the training camp. Mm-hmm. Something to think about. But we didn't. Sorry for kind of going off left there. But um, between the Maulers and the Stars here, who do you have, Logan? I want to stick with the Stars. Just the Maulers are so bad. Like I said, we're they're one and eleven. And we would bet under on yeah. the 42 and a half um, points. Score prediction, I'm going to say like ugh, 27 to 6, something like that. I have no Damn. hope in the Mowers' offense. I don't. Damn. They, they teams, have a really good defense, though. They do. Yeah, okay. So I'll say like 20 to 6. <laughs> that's still like, that still sucks for them, but yeah. Ruben Foster yeah. and um, Tazino, best linebacking core in the league. But let me just say this. I, I know this is going to upset Caden, but I did, I did change my prediction on this. I think this is where the Maulers get their first win. I was going to say, I think if they can get some hits on Case. And just... That, but if they, dude, if they come out and just, like, actually start Troy Williams, like, just let him start. Please, just like, let, him, let him get comfortable. Don't throw him in for a drive and take him out. Like, at least give him a try. I know you're seeing him in practice. Maybe it's not pretty in practice, but. But it, it has to be better than what you're getting out of uh, James, James Morgan, Morgan bro. It's, it's been bad. It's been awful. It, it, is it watchable? No. Like, they're, <laughs> it's just their coach. Everything. Like, their coaching, their schemes, play calls. It's just. It's, it's at the top. Dude, their but... power run scheme is dog shit. Like, I don't know what they're thinking. I, I like Madre London, the running back with the, the dreadlocks. But that guy, he, dude, not only is he struggling to get, like, any gaps. But when there is one, it's almost like he just runs into the pile. Like, I just wish that there was better coaching there for these guys. Yeah, Ruben Foster got to get out of there. I, I, I wish he went to the Stallions. Oh, that'd be disgusting. With Scooby Wright. Or the Panthers with the... Oh, with Breathing Speaks. Speaks. Yeah, that'd that be would nasty. be nasty. But I'm going to go with you there. I, I I agree that the Stars probably will win this like 20 to 9, 20 to 6. Something but like that. I'm going to go Maulers here. 17 to 9. Okay, so I, a slugfest. I, think, I think it's a slugfest because I think that last game, one thing got exposed more than anything. All you really need to do to the Stars to the disrupt case. their air raid offense is just to get to Case, bro. And he'll make those those critical mistakes, which he made mm. two, bad last, two bad picks last week. They were bad picks. I'm not going to cut him slack because he's Case. I love fucking Case, bro. I don't he love just, fucking him. Needs. Literally, I love <laughs> I love Case Cookus, as in I love him as a ball player. He just needs some help. He man. just needs a left tackle or a right guard. He just needs, he needs some help. help. And like once he cooks, he he's literally a master chef. chef. He, that's he got his nickname, bro. But no, yeah, you're you're probably right there. But this that will be my outlier pick with the Maulers getting their first W, and that'd be interesting to see if they're both these teams are one and two. That's gonna be tough. That's tough for the North. Not looking good for the Stars. The, the no, no. Team. If the if the Panthers pull away, and, and the Maulers, that's a, that's a win that you need but to get. Right let me now. just say this. This is why I'm gonna go ahead and just introduce Game Four of Week Three here. Game of the week. Game of the week, in my opinion. Sunday, April 30th at 4 p.m. on Fox, the New Jersey Generals that are one and one play the Michigan Panthers, who are two and zero. Oh. 
Um, this game is at Ford Field. There's going to be a crowd. Uh, that is just confirmed. Ticket sales are proven that. They've either expanded seating availability. They're, they have a halftime thing. WWE is tapping in. And also, the winner of Week 2, uh, the Generals versus the Maulers, got a Roman Reigns WWE belt. And Mike Riley got his. They took it home for the Generals. And, they, and they're, they're going to probably keep that for the club. And I'm excited about their kind of weird partnership with the WWE because they're doing some kind of show um, at Ford Field. It's kind of, it's a weird partnership, but it's good. The, the WWE just got purchased by Dana White and UFC for fucking billions. Get more money into the league. Get more, like, advertisement. There's no such bad thing as that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can never get enough of it. And I like it. But who do you think in this game, Logan? I'm going to stick with the Panthers. Just the best team in the USFL right now. Panthers? Well, yeah, 1A, 1B with the Panthers and, and Stallions. So they just have the strongest defense. Josh Love's looking good, right? Josh Love's for the Panthers, right? Yeah, Josh yeah. Love. He did make he critical mistakes, week, but yeah. it's against a good Philadelphia Stars defense. Mm-hmm. They, they're they not a slouch. The Stars are not a slouch they're team. They're not, no. That was a good win for the um, Panthers. That yeah, proved I mean, they're better. Bielen Speaks is fully healthy. He's playing. I think he's probably going to have full go. three sacks again or something. Um, yeah, I mean... What's the total? 43.5? I'm going to say over for that. I'll go over there. Yeah. Um, uh, score prediction for this game. This, this is tough. They're, the Generals are not a bad team. They're, they're not, as they're good not. as the Stars. Yeah. I think they're pretty on They have the good stars. coaching. So this one, I'm going to say 28 or like 28 to... I don't know. I, I want to meet that total. So it's a 44... 44 points. Yeah, you would need 44. Okay, so I'm going to say like 34 to 16. Some shit like that. 34 to 17. Something like that. Me personally. 34 to 20. I agree with you on who's winning this game. But I think it's going to be under. I think it's going to be 22 to like 12 or 15. Mm -hmm. Um, I honestly... I changed my answer. I had the generals winning here, but after kind of feeling the vibe of what Ford Field is going to be like, they're going to have a really good crowd there. Um, the atmosphere, yeah, the atmosphere is going to be real there, and I don't. Well, first of all, it's going to be great for all the players, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Um, They might have the biggest attendance since the first game of the of the USFL's like revamp, Um, and. I mean, I'm not saying that that attendance was knocking it out of the roof because the championship game had a lot of people than in Memphis week one, but I'm saying like this actually might be the most like most people there at one of these games. Um, so I think that plus being in home for the Panthers, they're at home, they're in Detroit. I I think it's going to be a tight game because I think the Generals are going to come to play. I think we're going to see a best like DeAndre Johnson's best game. Uh, so far, I hope so. Um, Darius Victor is tied leading rusher with Reggie Corbin at 160 yards in two weeks, so averaging 80 yards a game. I think he's going to repeat that performance and have another great game. But you also have to keep in mind the Michigan Panthers do have a great defense, but Darius Victor is one of the better running backs in the league, and they have not faced one like him yet. So I will give him that. I think for the Generals to win this game, they're going to have to force a turnover to on Josh Love. 
and they're gonna have to run the ball well. They they can't let Breland Speaks beat them because he will. If you drop back and you're holding the ball a little long, he's gonna come back. He's gonna strip sack you. He will. I, that's I was literally just about to say that if you're DeAndre Johnson or Dakota Prukup, whoever's getting the nod, whoever whoever's throw in, throw the ball, throw <laughs> it, throw it quick. But at the same time, if you're gonna do RPOs or fuck around in the backfield, go down if yeah. you're getting sacked. Yeah. Play it safe. Smart Don't force decision anything. making. Don't throw a pick. And I think Darius Victor will. I think he he has to have a good game in order for them to win. Dude. Time possession, like I said, turnovers, stuff like that. I will say the shout out to Darius Victor because he was he was hitting a gap on the left side last week in their win over the Pittsburgh Maulers. It's quarter four. It's quarter four. Like three minutes left in the game, they're just sealing the W, and he hits this wide open gap. And guess who's charging it? Ruben Foster. Mm-hmm. And you know what happens? Trucked him. Ruben bounces off of him and goes to the medical tent. Really? Yes. <laughs> and he's he's that's Darius Victor. Yeah. That's that that is him, bro. I, I I think if he can have an explosive performance, then he can maybe lead them to a victory here and upset the Panthers. Mm-hmm. But like I was saying earlier, there's only one team guaranteed to remain undefeated after this weekend, and it is the victor of the Stallions versus Breakers mm-hmm. game. Can the Panthers go three and zero here? I, think, I so. think so. Not only home field advantage, but they generally do have the better squad. Um, but I was looking at power rankings, and people have the Generals above the Breakers at three. Really? Yeah. Um, and these are good guys I know on Twitter that I've been following for a long time. Uh, live back to the season one, live tweeting every fucking game. Um, so I respect that decision, and I think they only have him over because of Mike Riley, the coach, um, the Breakers, and because and, I saw my, uh, power rankings where it was the Stallions, um, the Panthers, then the Generals, then the Breakers, then the Stars. Some had the Stars even over the Breakers, so people had the Breakers at five, bro. So I'm like... It's dude, kinda, I mean, they're two and up. I, yeah, but like, is it telling that maybe or do yeah. people think that they're fake? And it's, this is a football. This is football, right? You know, like, so you can't look at it differently because it's a different league. This is still football. So 2-0 is Mm 2-0, but maybe we're not seeing something because we're not looking at it properly because we're looking at it through, like, the same lens as the NFL when we should be looking at it as football, Mm -hmm. but it's its own kind of thing. So maybe they're inflated. Maybe Maybe. they're really, like, they should be Mm -hmm. 0-2. They've had easy performances. They have... Easy ass teams, but easy they, victories. They are two and zero. They're one of three teams to remain undefeated. So yes. uh, you got to give them the respect. Um, but I mean, the next couple weeks when they're like this week they're playing the Stallions, so like the next couple weeks will be telling. It will be, and like we were saying in the last episode, like after this week, then then we're, we're very comfortable with what we can, what we can see from these teams and what we can possibly predict for for next for the next couple weeks and the rest of the year. Yeah, exactly. And the last thing I kind of wanted to um, discuss before we, we cap off the episode was those guesses for the player of the weeks. Yes. So did you want to make your guesstimations there? I'm just going to stick with the easy picks. I'm going to say uh, Alex Magoo for rookie or rookie of the week. <laughs> uh, offensive player of the week. Yeah. And Breland Speaks for defense player of the week. Maybe Ruben Foster, but I'm going to go with Breland Speaks. That's my guy in this league so far. I, I've been I've been fucking with him since, since week one. Um. Special teams. What's that guy's name in the Generals? The new guy, the running back. Oh well, he actually well Trey Williams, um, and he does actually return punts. 
So I'm gonna he, say him. He could sleeper. Mm-hmm. He shout out to Trey Williams. Was a great addition to them. Was just in Cavante Turpin's shadow last year, but he this is his debut of this season, uh, dealing with a little injury. That's a good guess. I like that. If not him, then maybe like a kicker that you know goes four for four on field goals or something like that. I, I don't know. Special teams is a lot harder to predict than it is. offense and defense. It's but. more of a like a roller coaster yeah. type thing. Yeah, but yeah, I'm a, yeah I'm gonna say. Trey Williams, that's his name? Trey Williams, Trey yeah. Williams, yeah. yeah. Trey Look Williams out for him. Kicker. Look yeah. out for him, bro. He's a good player. Um, for Offensive Player of the Week, my guess is going to be Case Cookus. Mm-hmm. Maybe he has a bounce-back game uh, with Corey Coleman, who's going to redeem himself after dropping a touchdown pass last week. Um, so Offensive Player of the Week, my guess is Case. Defensive Player of the Week, I love Breland Speaks. I really do. But i got to go with my boy Frank Ginda again. He had a dominating performance last week. He's already... Uh, 95 tackles last year in 10 games. I, he's going to be one of those guys that you're yeah, talking about. 95 tackles in 10 yes. games. Yes. I mean, that's Frank Tackle Ginda. Machine. That's Frank Ginda. <laughs> think about a 17. Obviously, it's not the NFL, but a 17-game pace. So that's, that's like 160 tackles. <laughs> Bro, you go insane. I mean, I'm not saying he's, he would be a starter, but no. he'd be a good body yeah. to have on the field on any roster, and I Blitzer, hope he gets a nod. Yeah. Rundowns. 100%. And if not there, then, bro, make yourself a name in this yeah. league, in my opinion, bro, because you're a monster. Shout out to Frank Ginda. But my special teams player of the week guess is going to be Isaiah Henney. Isaiah Henney, yeah. He got, he got disrespected week one. And week two, really. And, bro, he carried. He, the, carried. he, he was the team. He, he, dude, he is the team, bro. Shout out to Isaiah Poor Henney. Guy. <laughs> um He actually had the honor of uh, genuinely get, getting to, like, Texas man back and forth on Twitter uh, during season one. And much respect for his game, and I love watching him play. I think he uh, comes out with another uh, punt return touchdown like he did in week one. Uh, I think he, you know, breaks away, and I think that'll be awesome to see. But he's going to have a lot of uh, uh, an uphill tread mm-hmm. against the Stars. That's a tough team. Um, they got to play good ball, and I really do want to see the Maulers win. I really do. I, I, I hate seeing them just suck, just bro. Awful. <laughs> and it's it's hard to you know. It's you want to see teams succeed. You, know? you do. You Especially do. In a league like this, you want to see upside. You want to see, see these to succeed. You, you want to see these guys actually be able to put something out there and win, and you know, go and smile and have the crowd roar. But uh, <laughs> genuinely, nah, bro. Like I, I do have they the, the Maulers do have upside. They just got to execute. They just need that. They need a consistent like three drop, yeah. like three drives out of a quarterback. Yeah. If they could get 21 points. It's a guy that can have more than 60 yards. Go go better than 7 for 11 for 68 yards. a guy that can have more than 50% completion and, percentage. And bro, Please. last game, not even starting the game, Troy Williams, in and out. He was 11 of 18 for, uh, I think, 87 yards. But, bro, like, just keep him in the game. Right. Uh, keep him through. He was being efficient. And I just wish they respected that more because I think he's the starter. I think he is the starter for the Maulers. If they had him in week one, they may have won a game already. Like, I I, I was t- talking to people on Twitter about this, and they were agreeing with me, bro. And I'm, I'm just like, come on, bro. If, if he, I think he will at some point. He needs to. He has to. to. He has I, to. Do you want to see James Morgan no, starting again, no. bro? <laughs> like, and shout out to the Pittsburgh Steelers fans that I saw out there in Canton, Ohio, when I was watching the game. I've been watching every game. Um... But like they, I, I did see a nice little crowd for the Pittsburgh Maulers, and I do want these people to actually be satisfied by the product. Like you want to have a team that can fucking score an offensive touchdown, yeah. which I don't think they've done yet. I don't think they've don't, done that I don't yet. Think they have, yeah. They got a punt return touchdown, a defensive touchdown, and field goals. 
I do not think that they have had a offensive touchdown in two weeks. They what three points last week? Yes. Oh my god. No six. And then and then six. Excuse me. It was two field goals. And then week one, they only had that defensive touchdown. That seems touchdown. Yeah. Wow. Like that's terrible. Wow. Like you gotta execute in the red, and they were in the in the the red zone. They were in the red zone like three times last game. Execute. Have a have a little screen for Isaiah Henny. Use Madre London on a on a stretch play. Looks like LeBron's going off right now. And one. And then a little and one moment. But uh, <laughs> no, that's a perfect way to, to wrap up this episode. We really appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, everyone to in Belgium, to West Africa, to Australia. Everywhere. To everywhere out there. To new people out there listening. And we really hope you guys appreciate our content and uh, enjoy it. Uh, we, we're trying to be more than just a sports show but I, I think you know we gotta keep our ground like p- keep our feet where we know and then we'll we'll grow gradually but for um, sure we really hope if you haven't checked out a USFL game you do now you know um, it, it could be something you're interested in team a new club you could follow a new player you can enjoy to, to watch um, but Logan I did want to ask you one question before we actually wrap up real quick after I know you probably didn't watch maybe a little bit of a game last season a little bit here and there after watching some complete games knowing storylines a little better now of this Mm -hmm. league as a diehard Madden NFL you know Giants guy what are your actual first impressions thoughts and just takeaways from like kind of jumping into a new league in a sense I mean it's good for what it is you know it's not the NFL I mean if you're watching expecting it to be the NFL you're going to be disappointed because it's not it's a spring league. It's meant for guys that are trying to make a name for themselves. And no, the quality is not as good because, like I said, it's not the NFL. Yeah. But, you know, if you're just a true football fan and, you know, you're just waiting for the NFL to come on or you're, just, like I said, just a diehard football fan, you know, yeah. why, why not tune in? You know, it's it's quality. It's, it's you know, I, it's kind of on that college level, maybe a little bit better, you know, depending on the school. Obviously, it's Alabama or yeah. some school like that. But, you know, just as a football fan, like, it's just, it's fun to watch. You know, why not? You know, like... NBA playoffs is going on right now, so like I've been watching that, but that's more you know at night, yeah, during the week and stuff. So like twelve o'clock on a Saturday, twelve o'clock on a Sunday, why not tune in and watch the football game, you know? Yeah. And then even then, at seven p.m. when other games on, like we'll have it on the TV, and I have the NBA game on my phone, so like I'm watching both games at the same time, you know? Like, or vice versa. Or vice versa, yeah. yeah. So but no, like it's it's definitely it's not it's not terrible. It's it's good football. It's 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 worth like what like there's good storylines. There really is. Um, good names to watch. Like, there is former NFL guys in there. But, like I was saying just a second ago, there's a lot of guys just trying to prove themselves. You know, the guys that are hungry. And, and you notice who those guys are. Like, you notice Brendan Speaks. He's got a different gear than anybody else. Maybe he's trying to make it back in the NFL. I think so. Ruben Foster, he was kind of outed. He was. Like, I know he it was his own fault. Like, he had crime, right? Something like that. Well, he had a, a, a terrible knee injury, yeah, and injury. he actually hasn't played a snap of ball wow. since 2019. And this yeah. is his first season. So, so like for, as, for example, a guy like that who's trying to who's trying to grind his way back to the NFL who hasn't got that chance. You know, he's putting up more tape. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is what it is. It's it's guys just getting more tape out there because after if you're doing if you don't get drafted and, it's, and you're after college, then how are you supposed to get tape? Yeah. Like you, you can't. You, you you can go try out and, and that's a tryout. You get know? Instagram clips and shit, right, but like in game in game football. You yeah, know, and it's it's not to the scale of the NFL, but it's football, and it is tape. And we see, for example, Kevontae Turpin. He, he won. An, he was an All-Pro kick returner last year. 
That's all you have to say. Right. I mean, and th- there's hidden gems. There is. And, like, Case Cook, yes, he would have been playing in the NFC Championship last year. Like, and he's not a bad quarterback. He's not. He's not. But, no, like, it, it, it is quality football. And it, just take it for what it is. It, it's a spring league. It's, it's better than the XFL. It's a lot better than what the XFL put out this year. Just everything about the XFL is just head-scratcher. It, it is. The US, USFL, just, it's more put together, like heads on their shoulders, and, and just guys that want to play, you know? I, I'm not... Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And there's obviously bias here, but like at the same time, I think the XFL has more entertainment value than anything. It's just supposed to entertain people. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the fact that I think the USFL was able to get an ad during the draft kind of spoke wonders. I have never seen an XFL ad once. I I literally didn't see one leading up to the season. I've seen two. I've seen two on Hulu. I've seen tons of USFL as a Super Bowl draft just now. Like, and, and it's not because we're not looking. I mean, we have a multiple platforms. We watch and stuff. a lot of TV. <laughs> I, we do, and I just I don't see it a lot at all. And genuinely, I I hope that if you are a football fan, like Logan said. You will tune into something like this, even if you do tune into the XFL. Some of these guys, you know, besides like some of the guys that failed at the top level and are just doing this to do it at this point and just to, you know, finish out their dreams, which is respectable by all means. But in my opinion, the more entertaining thing to watch and the more valuable thing to watch is a guy that didn't get a shot, is unproven, young, has a long way to go still. Uh, and I, th- I feel like the USFL brings that, and it also brings a more professional style to the to the actual foundation of the league. It does. And granted, the hub system sucks. I know it does. I know people hate it. But it's a startup. I, it, it is a startup. It's the gr- it's the ground. It's shoveling the ground. You know, just building that ground, like that foundation. And I have a couple more questions before we do wrap this up. I personally think the way that these leagues are being built now, one is built for longevity. And I, I think if you ask me what league out of two out of these two is going to be here in ten years, if this and, is and even a realistic two years in two even, years, yeah, three years even, you know, like you don't know. But in my opinion, I legit think that both of these leagues, in their own way, are trying to build their own like kind of thing, and that's respectable. But I think one is doing it completely wrong, one's doing it completely right. But I guess time will tell. But I think in ten years we'll see the USFL still. I hope so. I hope so too. But if they keep going at this pace, and their viewership keeps going, their marketing keeps expanding. Mm-hmm. I think they're on the right track. They keep getting names. They keep players. I want to see the first contract mm-hmm. player. I want to see the first t- club owner. All of that will come with time, but uh, like you were saying, bro, if you're a diehard football fan, you should tune into this. But um, who MVP Dark Horse right now for the USFL season Dark two. Horse. Dark Horse MVP. Dark, Dark Horse okay. MVP. So my obvious choice right now is Alex Magoo. But, so your clear-cut MVP yeah. is Alex Magoo? But okay. Dark Horse is really speaks. I know it's it's not popular for a defensive player to win MVP, but he's, in my opinion, the best player in the league. So we'll, we'll market that now. Yeah. We'll market this now. Logan, I think I said that week one as well. You did, I think yeah. you did as well. I think you did say your Dark Horse MVP was Breland. Bronny is actually <laughs> checking out LeBron at the game here. What game is this? What game this is this game six, Lakers-Memphis. Almost halftime. Lakers are up 20 right now, so they're probably about to close out. We'll cover that in the oh, future. Oh, we are actually, this weekend, we will have an NBA um, episode dropping. Round Log- 1 recap. Logan and Brady will be taking helm on that, talking about the Round 1 recap, just like Logan and just round said. Round 2 predictions. And yeah, we'll, we might even do a whole separate episode for yeah, that yeah. because of the whole change up in the bracket there, but that's a discussion for you know off the mic, but 
we really appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, everyone out there listening and showing support and love. Um, it's greatly appreciated. Uh, this is Trevor signing out. Logan, anything you wanted to say? Uh, I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. Tune into the USFL and let us know what you think. DM us on Twitter. DM us on Instagram. Just, you know, show, show some support. Hell yeah. I appreciate that, bro. And thank you for taking your time to do this as well. Mm-hmm. Of course. Everyone have a great one. Take care.